What is happening, weirdos? This is Melissa Rouch. Rouch Pouch, as I like to call her. Melissa and I most recently worked together on the upcoming reboot, or uh, it's not a reboot, it's a continuation, I guess, of the original Night Court, which is also called Night Court. But we knew each other a long time ago on a little show, on a little ditty about Jack and Diane called uh, Best Week Ever which was one of my first gigs ever, so we get in ever, which we get into as well. Uh, But you also may know her from Big Bang Theory or just comedy in general. She is a delight. I'm so excited you guys are here. I really, really loved this episode. And only a couple things to plug up top. First of all, a thanks to every weirdo that came out to the shows in Chicago at the Den. It was some of the best shows of the tour. I've really, really loved my weekend in Chicago. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody that came out. Next up is San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington, D.C. Go to PeteHolmes.com for tickets to those. And hopefully I'll be adding more cities soon. So PeteHolmes.com if you want to come see, come see about me. What? Who references the song, Come See About Me? That is ridiculous. If you like this show, despite its references to the oldies song, Come See About Me, why why not uh, try a Pete's Pick? The best way to support the show is to try one of our beloved sponsors like our friends at Mint Mobile. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy a three-month plan, You'll get another three months for free as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM while saving tons on phone plans starting at just $15 a month. The first time I read this, I was like, that's a typo. It's $15 a month. You could be saving so much money and the holiday season is a wonderful time to maybe gift a Mint Mobile thing. The three months, three months free holiday deal is an incredible time to seize the opportunity. Mint Mobile's best offer of the year is here. For a limited time, buy any three-month plan and get three months free by going online only with eSIM and eliminating the traditional costs of retail. Mint Mobile passes those significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data data or data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. Or if you need a new device for a limited plan, get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. Just so switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month Again, guys, for a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three months free by going to mintmobile.com slash weird. That's mintmobile.com slash weird. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash weird and show your support of the show. The other Pete's pick to mention here up top, no surprise that I'm wearing it. For those of you watching this on video, this is my Apollo Neuro. You guys know I am nuts about Apollo Neuro. It's the gift we give most frequently to kids, to grown-ups. Uh, I absolutely love it. It is a game changer. What is it? It is a piece of wearable tech that helps your body recover from stress. It can help you relax, sleep, 
focus and be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. I wear mine on the wrist. Val wears hers on her ankle. Uh, I like wearing it. I like telling people about it because it helps so many of my friends. Apollo Neuro delivers gentle, soothing, I would say even almost sub-perceptual vibrations. You don't notice that it's doing it other than how you feel that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. So for example, when I was just in Chicago on the plane, the whole time I just have it rocking on relax and unwind. There's so much stress on your body, the pressurized cabin, the up and the down and the, and the length of the flight, having it on relax and, and uh, unwind the whole ride helps me exactly relax and unwind. But it's just this little electronic reminder to your body, like relax, shh, 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 relax, 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 and it helps you ease into your situation. So it sends those vibrations that can help you with energy and wake up. You'll feel that one. That one is not sub-perceptual. It's like uh, espresso, but on your wrist. Social and open is a wonderful setting. It's usually what I have it on when I'm recording podcasts like these. Clear and focused has been shown to help combat some of the symptoms of ADD, ADHD, rebuild and recover, incredible after a workout, or perhaps a, a trying phone call with your parents, meditation and mindfulness. I always say if it only helped you meditate as deeply as it helps me meditate, I would, I would be shouting it from the rooftops, but that's just one of the settings, but meditation and mindfulness, you don't even have to be meditating to put it on that. Sometimes I'll just put it on that when I'm walking around the park and I want to drop into my body a little bit more easily. Relax and unwind, as I mentioned, and sleep and renew. I sleep with it on. The only time I charge it is when I'm in the shower. That's all it really needs. And when I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes for Leela, or to go to the bathroom to get back in bed, push these two buttons, it reruns the program and lulls me back to sleep. Just as a sleep kit, as a sleep tool, I guess I mean, Apollo is, is absolutely worth it, but it does all of those things. Actually training your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. And I always like to point out, this is not sold in crystal shops. This is hard science. It was developed by a neuroscientist and board certified psychiatrist who've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on sleep, stress, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies. So this is not woo woo. This is, this is the real deal. And I absolutely love it. You can get 10% off and show your support of the show by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% off and to show your support of the show. All right, everybody. Enjoy Melissa Rauch, one of my favorite chats in a long time. She's a delight. Can't wait for you to watch or listen. Hopefully both. Don't watch this on mute. It won't make any sense. Get into it. If there's ever been a guest that was right for the couch. This is perfect. Like you can, like, a li like the little baby bird you are. Yes! This is a little nook. I I didn't know until I saw it that I've been waiting for this that. This is a perfect little nook. Look at all the pillows. You can have a little fort. See, it's supposed to be like a little sleepover. Just, what can you see of me? This is lovely. Very, I don't mind it at all. See, that's what I want. We have a lot of, you can tell a lot about a person. Like, I watch comedians in cars getting coffee just to see what they order for breakfast. Ah, Like, that's, yes. like, the main uh -huh. thing I'm interested in. Like, I don't really care, like, what Steve Harvey's favorite car is. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. But breakfast, you I want to know what mm -hmm. he orders. I want to see how he orders it and mm -hmm. what he orders. Not just Steve Harvey, all of them. And with the guests on our show, 
I really like to see their relationship to the oh. Nissan Verano. That's the name of the couch. It, oh, I love that. It's a crate and barrel Verano. Okay. But it, it sounds like a car to me. <laughs> so I call it I the Nissan it. Verano. How did I do? This is it. This is a dream. Okay. Like no smoke, I, no I, smoke blown. I could have really, exactly... I could have messed it up. No, I nobody's wrong. Because I could have perched. You a could lot of perch. Times, like, in, like when I go to meetings and stuff, because I oh. like, don't reach the floor. Yeah. A lot of times when I go to meetings, so I do like I sit on the edge yeah. so that I'm not sitting like this the whole time, which is very embarrassing as a grown woman <laughs> to be talking business I... and just your legs doing a dangle. <laughs> Like a ventriloquist yeah. dummy. Uh-huh. It's not yeah. great. So I'm very awkward in meetings because I'm often just perching on the edge. Yes. There's a, I have a choice. I could dangle or just perch. How do so you this find is great. it being a, a we? Because I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah, let's get Scottish. Okay. I When you pulled up, I, I don't think, when I think of you, uh-huh. I don't think of you as a as a very small person. You don't? Person. No. I mean, I know you are, uh-huh. but then I guess let's put it this way. Every time I see you, I go like, You're oh, surprised, right, but... it's, it's mo- even more. <laughs> or I should say it's even see, less. You oftentimes see me in heels, too. Yeah. And today I'm not at even all. Even that. Yeah. But I like seeing regular route. Thank you. Normal route. Thank you. How's your day today? How are you feeling today? Today? Like, how's your morning? It's a good day. I feel, Is it? Yeah, I was excited to see you. I'm excited to see um, you, too. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good day. I, I don't, like, I woke up. And felt just to just to give you an example of how much minutia I'm interested in. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Tell <laughs> like, me. This is how safely you can. I woke up and I was like, we traveled. We were in New Mexico with with Lila. We brought Lila, oh. and she's she's four now, and it was the first trip we've taken where it still felt like a vacation because oh, wow. she slept in one of the mornings, and oh. we were like. What is happening? That's amazing. It was a real, we turned a real corner. But then I'm 43. I mean, Hollywood years, I'm 27. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, is that even a thing anymore? You're ageless. (laughs) You are ageless. Get real. Boy forever. Get real. But the Peter Pan of comedy. Oh, Peter Pan Holmes. Did I just coin you a new name? I think you did. Pan Holmes. (laughs) Just drop the Peter, just Pan Holmes. But um, I. Like just just traveling, just one little flight. It's like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up the next day, and the altitude difference and stuff. And I'm just like, I said to Val this morning, I was like, I feel oppressed, <laughs> like, like I just feel squished. That's but then, a good, that's a good descriptor. Word. Oppressed yeah. is a good one. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of feel squished. Yeah, yeah. And that's what how I was feeling. And then I had a little bit of coffee, and I had a magic mind. I got one out if you want it. What Did is- I ever give you this on? This is not product placement. This is my what favorite is thing in the world. You're, you absolutely don't have to drink it, Tell although me. it is your size. That is. That looks like just I like you got a juice. This <laughs> you just went to like exactly. a juice store and got like a large juice. I own, but I only eat tiny things to make me feel like a normal sized person. That's, like chicken wings. That is perfect. <laughs> when you go to medieval times, they give you a chicken wing. Oh. Let me ask you, how are you with these small jokes? Because I really oh, don't want you to them. feel uncomfortable. No, I'm so it's my comfort zone. It's totally my comfort it's zone. A tiny little like zone. Like, so this is, is this. That has a little bit of matcha, 35 ah. milligrams of caffeine, but it also has nootropics and adaptogens. Oh, yes. You told me about this Are stuff. Are you into adaptogens just in general? Because they're real game changers. I I got to say, because now they're coming out with all of these adaptogens. It's in everything. Right? It's in everything now. Like doing pseudo wines with the... Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like non-alcoholic wines? Yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Val yeah. likes those. I, I'm very interested. I haven't tried one yet, and I'm excited. They really to... make you. I, I would like recommend that pre-pod. Really? It's nice, but you certainly don't have to. Okay. Yeah, don't feel. Oh, you can just put insane. it there and take it with you if you don't I want am, to try it. But here's my only concern: 
Yes, I'm very thoughts. drunk. <laughs> I'm yeah. already stoned out of my mind. You also seem very alert and, and ready to go, so maybe you don't need it's it. It's only because I'm excited to see you. But Love. because I have um, deal with this size, little I we talked about this so jacked on, on caffeine. On caffeine, I've cut out caffeine because I okay. will. Color me embarrassed because I offered you one of those on set and you said the same thing. You, and, but oh, like you're okay. very sensitive to caffeine. Yes. Because you're I, a wee one. Uh, yeah. And didn't used to be. I felt I built up my tolerance in my 20s. Yes. And now since, since I cut it out, if I have like a green tea, I will be, I'll talk a mile a minute. You will not want to hear from I me. I believe it. What? Is, what? Let, let me ask you this then, because we did do a show. Maybe we can't even say. I don't know what we, <laughs> we can, can say. say. We can? We can say. Night, evening court. Night court. Night court. I call it evening. <laughs> Night court. Oh, can you so close that just while the it. trash is here? Katie, sorry. Thank you. Please and thank you. How do you get in the zone? Because you're such a great performer. Oh, that's so you're wearing 17 sombreros and <laughs> you would always show up consummate professional what is your what is your routine if it's not getting jacked on caffeine interesting like what are you doing are you exercising are you meditating are you trying or you just a momentum person like thing to thing to thing to thing and you like staying in that like upbeat place this is such a good question deal with it um (laughs) just deal with it um i used to be i need to get back into minute i used to be like totally like two times a day meditation girl same Same? and why every time i do it i go Oh, this is the best. Why am I? Why not? don't I not do exactly. it? Exactly. That's what Val and I say constantly. Yeah, and I—it's so true. Whenever I go back to it, I'm like, "Oh, this is everything. My brain is recharged. My—I yep. feel great." Yep. Um, I, I think it's because it's called meditating, which sounds like mediating. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. not a good word. It's that's snuggling so true. with infinity. Ooh, that's better. You do it all day. You do, uh, snuggle. Can't it, wait to do it. Spooning with the Lord. Right. I try to. I try to say like. Recharging is oh, a better way good. to put it. That is good. Relaxing. Yes. Like active relaxing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Pre-kids, I was so good. So good about it. And yes. I think I am terrible with any sort of like me time. Yeah. So I, I, and I well, need to get better about that. I saw that, that you're a very, you're a helper person. Like oh, you like helping. You. you like engaging. I do like it. You like getting, getting involved, like in all mm-hmm. these beautiful ways. And didn't we talk a little bit about that on set that you do, maybe, maybe not struggle, but like you don't necessarily take care of yourself first. Yes. You're like number nine. <laughs> that is true. You're number one on the call sheet at night court. You're number nine on the life call sheet. That's, a, <laughs> there's, there's that's like true. A lot of people you take care of. I really of. need to get better about it. Well, do you? I mean, are you okay? I, are you feeling? I'm fine. And I'll say I need to get better about it, but I won't. You won't. No, that is a false it. promise. Yeah. I think I, um, like, if if it's focused on me, I think it'll cause me more anxiety. It's a way of deflecting. Yeah. Like, By yeah. the way, deflecting doesn't mean like avoiding, like, don't look at mm. me, I'm disgusting. You just, yeah. you're more comfortable serving than yeah, being Yeah, I think s- I have like a, um, I'll worry too much about the people in my life if I feel like all attention isn't on, like, that everyone's needs aren't met. Does yeah. that make sense? It does make sense. It is unique, right? I mean, I'm, I'm going to relate. I'm a little bit that way. I like to receive attention mm. I need attention we all need attention yeah. I don't mean even in the razzle dazzle show business sure. but I want it on my own terms like I'd like that's why I like stand up and it's like I will yeah. be the center of attention at this time for 15 minutes yes. that's good the rest of the time depending on my mood 
old Petey, it's a roll of the dice. Sometimes it's mm. real, like in- introverted, yeah. not not like necessarily grumpy, but it can be a little bit grumpy. And then there's other times when I'm dropping Lila off at school and I'm hugging everybody and flipping the kids and stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know which one's going to show up. That's interesting. But I like comedy because it goes like, be the attention person now. I wonder, mm. do you benefit from having a job that gives Melissa mm. a little attention? That's really, I never thought about it, but you're absolutely right. Because it's and a I safe feel, and good way to get yes, it. Yes, and I feel like I'm exactly the same way. The control of like on my own terms. Yes. I Because I obviously I love performing and that was always, as a kid, I was a super shy kid. Um, so that was sort of my way of expressing myself, like you said, in a way of I can control this yeah. versus like, on the play, like I was a weird kid who on the playground, like <laughs> I was like, can I do an impression for you? Like that was my You're way to make me. a By friend. the way, when Winston sees that, I'm, I'm projecting onto you. Let me just, without getting your husband into this. Yeah. When Val sees doughy, red-faced little Pete, and, and she loves him so much. She never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. But as you were saying that, I was like, I love little Melissa so much. That is, and I relate I so much to like... Not sweaty bad, but like I was like that too. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to send out little sonar pings and be like, "This is what Alf sounds like right. to me." Do you hear him this way? Yes. And, yes. and also, I wanted a little specialness. I wanted a little recognition. Exactly. Identity. I yes. wanted some identity. Yes. Like show and tell was like, oh, I could do a tight ten here. You are killing. And that was uh, like I was so excited for my show and tell day. But then I would be like just a wallflower. Yes. The rest of the. I completely get it. It's like bursts. Yes. It's like nitro bursts. Yeah, uh, like yeah. That you can do it, and then the rest of the time you're kind of, I'm a real empath. I'm absorbing a lot. I, uh-huh. I get The more older I get, the more I realize like I'm overwhelmed. All of this is like code for like kind of an overwhelmed mm. person, just kind of going like, Jesus, there's so many faces yes. in this room and, <laughs> and different volumes, yeah. and like they just misunderstood them, and, and that would like charge me or pull the bow back the string back on yeah. the bow and then when it was my time I'm got I razzle dazzle razzle dazzle and then you go back to recharge mode I'm mm. interested that you were shy though because it wasn't your I read that your bat mitzvah was Melissa's comedy club I theme. love that you read that I read it all we're, that's amazing <laughs> no, did please. my mother write the bio for me that's I amazing. mean your mom might be logging on to Wikipedia amazing. and adding a few things that is very true tell me where that because when I, I, I read, that, that, I, read I, that I melted I, I, I died love that. tell you me that. You already knew you liked comedy. You're 13 years old. Yes. And you already knew you liked comedy, even yes. though you said you were shy and weird. Yes. And you wanted to do it. Tell yeah, me I think, okay, so I remember my first laugh was- Oh my God. Six years old, six or seven, watching Three's Company, and my parents being like, you need to go to bed, and I did a Don Knotts impression for my dad. No. Like, just like to stall, to go to bed, and I started imitating Mr. Furley. And my dad, who's not like a huge laugher, Need. like stopped in his tracks, huge belly laugh. And then I didn't go to bed. And so every time through, and I was like, I, what, what is this laughter at what I'm doing? And then that became my obsession. Like I was obsessed with TV. So then watching whatever shows we were watching at the time, Jack Hay on 227. Um, I remember thinking like, I never had, I think the gender gap was hard for me to get over maybe, or I didn't think it was appropriate Uh or something. But I remember being like, I bet I could do that voice. Interesting. I (laughs) I mean, she was brilliant. Yeah, of course. And so I was just entranced by her. So that was like picking out people to imitate. And then I, I couldn't like get my hands on a talent show and like 
in the middle of New Jersey. I couldn't get my <laughs> And I just wanted to do because I was watching Star Search and I yes, saw stand up for the first Yes. Obsessed. Obsessed. And I saw someone doing st- like a stand up of impersonations. I mean, like, what is this yes, job yes. that you just stand up there and make people laugh? Yes. Um, and then they reward you and, and there's it, a drum roll, yes. four and a half stars. And <laughs> exactly. you're like, what? People keep telling me to shut up. Totally. <laughs> and they're getting star. Like, this they is get amazing. Stars and money. Yeah. I forget what the prize was $20,000 or it, something. It was like that a, sounds right. a big deal. Yeah. And all that. I was like, they're instantly famous. And kind of at the time, you sort of were in the yeah. 80s. If you were on Star Search, big, time. big deal. Bigger than like. Big deal. These there was days. a. Uh, kid dance duo. I still remember their names. Heinz and Keisha. Oh, I know Heinz and Keisha. I'm just, I'm just kidding. They did this podcast. Keisha if, is if a I knew that Keisha rage had that in this <laughs> I seriously, like my heart would be racing so hard if I if you told me Heinz and Keisha were walking through that door. Love, I, need. Yes. The, <laughs> the, the heroes of our childhood. Yes. Because you saw them on Star Search? I saw them on Star Search. My brother and I would imitate this. They did an amazing dance duo together and we we still like when we get together at parties we'll like Heinz and Keisha and we will do like the lifts and no yeah is your brother a similar stature he is because I really want to picture him exactly okay. your size he is <laughs> he he he's the tallest one in my family I think at five five or something okay yeah yeah so your belly laughing dad is also oh, a yes. wee man a wee man <laughs> probably like five and a half and wow. maybe his feet were dangling off the couch. <laughs> I am dead. <laughs> and I love that you remember it. And you said your dad's not a good laugher. Sometimes I, I've heard it said that the recipe for talent is ha- to have one parent who gives you all of the love <sighs> and have one parent that's a little bit harder of oh, a self. interesting. You can say withholding. Yeah. And that was certainly true in, in, in my house. My mom still is just a TCBY soft serve. All she... <laughs> All she gives is is premium black and white really? ice cream, and constant love. And my dad is just a little harder to impress. I don't I don't want to mm. say he's not loving, yes. but if you make if I make my dad laugh, I made my dad laugh once recently. I, I figured out how to make my dad laugh when I was like forty. Really? And what's the way in? Do an impression of him. Really? It's the only way. In fact, I'll say that's the only way. <laughs> it's not a way. That's <laughs> the only way. So I, I'll put on his clothes. I put on his hat, and I'll cut. This is me. Uh, to be honest, I was probably like thirty-five or okay, something. Okay. Okay. And I, I would go. You can do a deep dive on. I'm telling the listeners if they want to see it. It's on my Instagram many years ago. But I would go up to my dad and be like, "Bill Belichick was a fucking god," <laughs> and he just starts dying laughing. So I took a that's screen amazing. grab of that Instagram and framed it. That's how much it still. Still a baby boy. That's incredible. Still wanting papa. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always Forever. wanting papa. But that so the kinda, day you die, will be chasing it. That's what I'm saying. But did, did do you feel that that was sort of good? Because then yeah. you went into the clubs and, oh my God, there's papa. He split totally. into 75 drunk people, but uh-huh. it's still fucking it's still papa. A, it's always papa. And if it's mom... TV taping, yes. night court audience, that's mom. Totally, a thousand percent. <laughs> Comedy club coming up. Yes. It's it's papa all the way to mama. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And then my parents would come to, I mean, they started coming to my open mics. Like They did? They are so uber supportive. It's crazy. Even though still harder to impress, I mean, all the bringer shows front and center. Wow. Unbelievable. But still watching him in the front row, like. <laughs> he was like that. Yeah, like I think not laugh, as but not like, as big. Yeah, probably analyzing it. Yes, my, I I couldn't do that. My my dad surprised me and showed up. I just did the Wilbur in Boston, oh. and he showed up even though I literally. And this is sort of it's not sad. I'm worried it's yeah. going to sound sad. I tell my parents I forbid you to come. You can't come. Okay, different dynamic. Got it. Got it. Meaning got it. I'm trying to be 
grown man, I want to be free. Yeah. I don't want to be afraid. Yeah, and I want to make so fun it. of them, and of I want to joke around, and yeah, I'm yeah. Talking, there's dirty stuff, and whatever it is. But it's really like my dad's energy is so big to me. He really is like a like a monolith or something. Okay, that I don't feel like there's room for me if he's if he's there as well. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's weird. It's hard. I to still describe. got that. But you did the opposite. You were doing your bringer shows. So bringer shows for people that don't know, you had to bring how many? Like usually between like what like. Seven and it could be up See, to. I, did, I never had seven friends, so I never did one. Oh, it, gosh, I would have done one. Yeah, they <laughs> it's were not like I was above it. Awful. I think seven I, paying guests, by the way, is five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's like you're. I was in college at the time when I started, so I went through my dorm like with everybody, everyone. Thing. I mean, it was a good thing I was in college, but still, like you're asking college kids to like cough up a two drink minimum, and yes, yeah, and if even if you get cokes, which we all did, because yeah. there were certain mics in New York that you'd have to get two drinks, uh-huh. get two cokes. Suddenly, somehow you're paying with tip, yeah, twelve bucks or something, yeah, and you're like, I didn't have twelve bucks. I just ate shit. I just <laughs> exactly. ate shit in front of five other uh-huh. comedians, and, I had and to no buy one's two paying cokes. attention. They didn't even drink the second coke. <laughs> Awful. I used to try and talk to the. You're rem, um, reminding me. I was like, "Can I just give you the waitress? Can I just give you five bucks?" Yeah. Like I actually knew somebody that when they did bringers, they would. Um, oh, good. A spam risk is calling me twice. My phone is on. Do not disturb. Now it's off. Mm-hmm. Thank you, spam risk, for <laughs> for calling back. Oh, I got his voicemail. <laughs> he don't he's want to hear from me. <laughs> he's gonna need to hear about this light bulb deal. Um, or let's be honest, it's gonna be in. Uh, a foreign language. I get a lot of foreign. Do language. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know what. List I get a I'm lot on. of like. You need to call us back with your social security number ones. Can we just have a moment of silence for all the sweet floral nightgown grannies? I'm that get a call that are like, "This is Amazon. You bought a three thousand dollar <laughs> drone. Call us now." And you can it's, cancel it. I, why wouldn't they call? Why? They grew up in a time where you could get cream on credit at the grocery store. I'll get you next time. They trust yeah, everybody. Of course. And now they're going to lose I their hat. I really like, mourn for future me because I know What's it gonna be? that I will be, I mean- you and I are going to be so confused. So We're I'm gonna, confused now. I'm confused. I am confused now. Yeah. No shit. And- I'll put on whatever Zuck is having us wear, uh-huh. put on some sort of visor, and then I'm going to see fucking Robert Redford dressed as the natural, because I know <laughs> deep in my natural. psyche, there he is, yeah. and he's like, Wonder Boy says you owe me 30K, and I'm like, I do? And I'm going to be bankrupt, and my kids are going to be like, what an idiot. He didn't know the the natural <laughs> spam? That's spam, they just saw Dad. coming a mile away. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's okay. happening to me. We were talking about your parents- and it sounds like your dad was was loving and kind and coming to the shows just a little bit harder to please. I don't want to put words yes. in your mouth. Uh-huh. So that gave you that thing. Uh-huh. They came to your bringers. But but way before that, when you were 13, tell me about the, okay. the bat mitzvah. Okay, so leading up to that. You got your first laugh. Got my first laugh. Then there was, um, after the star search, looking for a talent show, there was a um, beauty pageant that came to town. <sighs> was not a child who should be entered in a beauty pageant. It was a Cinderella scholarship pageant, I believe. And they, I got the brochure and I was like, they, I saw in their You're talent competition. Miss 
It's very similar. You yes. entered because you wanted to do the, the talent. talent. Where I think, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of the times it's like, I'm beautiful. Oh, God damn it. We got to do the talent. talent. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's why you and see that's a lot very of, much like yeah. I was surrounded by child beauties. Well, beauties. come on. And I was wearing the dress that I wore for my uncle's wedding. I'm dead. And like no teeth. And my mom said if I saved up my money, like she would meet me halfway. And if I paid for half, she would pay for half. So we did it. How much was it? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember. But it, enough that you were Enough sp- that I was, because I, I think she knew I would embarrass myself. So she was like, I'm going to. She was a, trying to yeah, stop you. Trying to stop me. If you can get $250, you're like, <laughs> I, ha- I <laughs> have it. No it. teeth. Do it. <laughs> All set. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's terrible. But she was, my parents are wildly supportive. Like mm-hmm. if I had told them I wasn't going into this business, I think they would have been, like my dad, as reserved Shocked. as he is, was like, there's no job security or anything. He's a CPA, like very by the book, um, but had a lot of job losses over the year from company downsizing. So he was very much like, follow your dreams. There's no job security or anything, which is amazing. That's beautiful, it by was the way. Really great. It's one of my favorite lines of office space where they go, they're, you know, they're working at Inatech and they don't like it. And they go, he's trying to say, we need to get out of here. And he goes, can you imagine if we're doing this in 20 years? And then one of the guys goes, like, it would be awesome to have that kind of job security. Mm. And you realize that there, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a myth. It's yeah. like doing something that sucks so, doesn't guarantee you're going to get to do it. That is so true. Isn't that I forgot about that moment. So your dad right. knew that. My dad knew that. So he was very, very supportive, as my, as was my mom. Um, so I did this. I did the talent competition, which was me doing impressions, and that was like, I'm hooked. I'm a comedian. I am. And you did all of it. I did. Yeah, I Not, did. I mean, the was there like walk catwalk? Oh yeah, and, and I didn't know. Like you see me on the video, like just walking around a circle, and like someone be like on this side of the stage, on this side of the stage. Oh my god! Like Sorry, had to I do like to ask how old? Six or seven. Six or seven. Rouch pouch. Yeah, I'll, I'll no see if teeth? I can find it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, please. Um, but the, <laughs> they're trying to I mean, shepherd you over like, here. Yes, you're like, this is done. Oh, it's not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. yet. This is not your moment. <laughs> yes. And they. And it was like a weekend, like a full weekend, like each day was another. So like I like waded through the like dress wear and then there was a sports wear. And yes. my mom was like, I remember sitting here in the office just like, so God bless her. mortified that I was going to. And, but she was also, for when it came time to talent day, she was like, and they didn't really know what I was going to do. Your parents or Yeah, everybody? my parents were like, I kept on saying I was going to do impressions and stand up, but I hadn't really showed it <laughs> to them. At six? Yeah. And then- You're like getting a 10-year jump on Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, I'm six. <laughs> Let me do it. Um, and they, and that was it. Like, I remember, like, I still remember the judges and their faces when they were laughing because I was so, because I had only done I'm sorry, it for my it family. Worked? It worked. And I won the talent competition. Of course you did. And what they, was what was number two? A woman shooting a, an like arrow an into a dancer. bag of flour. Oh, really? Because they were all like pageant kids, like really great. Okay, so you smoked some some real competition. It was because I was I was, and I'm saying this in not a way to brag. It was so weird. Yeah. What I was doing was so weird. I thought you were going to say unbearably cute. It, it was, was cute. It stood out but it, though. It was weird. Like I remember the judges looking at each other. That look that you get as a kid when you're old enough to know that people are. They're not, they're like confused by you. Yep. And I remember seeing that look like the judges looking at each other and laughing, but being like, what is this? What is this? And so it really was like a winning out of, this is the weirdest thing we've ever seen in suburban New Jersey. And it had to have been good too. It was, I mean, I mean to what, an extent. What impressions did you do? 
started with Mr. Furley and everything was like... Your classic. <laughs> you opened with the big opened hit. Opened with Furley, yeah. Open my strong. original. That was like my, my original joke. So it was very much like... Um, my next impersonation is going to be Mr. Furley from Three's Company. And then I take a minute. Um, next I'm impersonation dead. is going to be, um, and they, it was a lot of just, I remember the other moms, like the faces on the other moms, just like kind of giggling. And I remember that also, like they're not laughing with me. Oh. Like I remember clocking that, but then looking at the judges who were actually laughing with me and my parents beaming. Like that, I, my dad just you got doubled it. over with pure pride. You got all three. You yeah. got the laughing in the wrong way, which yeah. still hurts my feelings. It's it still not happens. Okay. I'm like, does oh, it you're... really? Occasionally, I wouldn't. I'm not sure about that. Okay. I'm going to check myself. Okay. <laughs> I think I already wrecked myself, but I'm going to check myself okay. post wrecking. Okay. Which okay. a lot of people don't know you can do. do. You, can, you can do it. <laughs> you can check yourself it's at any self, point. You can. It's nice it's to do it before you wreck yourself. <laughs> But even if you wreck yourself, just go ahead and check it's, yourself. <laughs> Say, hey, why did I just wreck myself? You know what? I actually think it's better to do a post check after a wreck. Yes. Right? It's the best time to check after yeah. a wreck. Pre-wreck. That's how you're going to grow. It's like I tell my kids. You, you don't you learn make, without yeah. wrecking. No. So until you're 40, <laughs> go ahead and check yourself after you wreck yeah, yourself. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to. You're not going to learn. No, you're not going to learn. Nothing happens. Mm, no growth. True. Just just consistently wreck yourself. That's right. That's the first the, 28 years. Yes. It's like going on a bad day and you're like, let's just say he was constantly checking himself before he wrecked himself. <laughs> I could have used a little bit more wreck than check, if you know what I mean. Um, okay, love, need. Uh, where were we? Your dad. Oh, you got all three ki- kinds of laughs. Yeah. I was checking myself before I wrecked myself. I just, I know that kind and I'm glad you're six years old and you're seeing that that's one of the ways it can go. Yeah. Is that like, it's almost worse than a bomb. Not not yeah. to impose more hurt than it needs. But it's like, oh, they're, they're, they're like pitying me or something. Yes. But the judges where it counts yes. are laughing and your parents are beaming. Yes. I can't believe this. I and love I, this. And I, rem- like, I, I actually would love to, because this judge... I rem- she was like a I think a former be- beauty contestant herself, um, and she she was such a classy lady like I could <laughs> picture her, and it was like the classiest lady I've ever seen in New Can Jersey. Can I say in the eighties was like peak classy lady? Peak classy lady. I don't see them like that anymore. They I don't know that they they exist. And like, like the Maybelline ladies. <laughs> oh, it's true. This woman had a sharp, crisp white collar under a blazer. Oh. Like I pictured her, you know, when like all those 80s movies, like if someone was classy and fancy or also a villain, they would just have like one piece of sushi on a pl- like a white plate for dead. lunch. Yes, dead. And that's like always what yes, I picture this with woman. with mineral like, water. Yes. In a wine glass. Exactly. <laughs> in like a stark white kitchen. And that's what this woman was to me. I- <laughs> yes. <laughs> eating it. it very deliberately. Yes. Little wipes. And, <laughs> and I picture one string of pearls. <laughs> yes. Very classy. Yes. Now I feel like all the, all, I feel this way about the men too. Like I thought, um, what's his name? Uh, Donald Glover was great as Lando Calrissian. But when I look at uh, Lando in the early Star Wars, I'm like, that's a fucking man. Yeah. And now I feel like every, me included, we all look like kids. I, I don't, I, Winston and I talk about this a lot. I'm like, I still don't feel like, I'm like, oh, when am I going to be? Cooked. Yes. When am I going to walk in a room and people will be like, oh, a fucking man is yeah. here. And I'm not talking about uh, masculinity no, or no, decisiveness. No, no, but like an adult. I, I just mean like, look at a photograph and you go, there's an adult. Right. Because Donald Glover's a fucking adult. But when I saw him in that thing, I was like, just too small or something. Oh, like Billy Jean. Like a, a man stash or something, <laughs> and Donald had a mustache too. Like it just looked different in the eighties. And is it because like that's interesting? I do. Is it because like they're of our gen? Like are we not it seeing it? 
It has to be like how your SNL, when you were a teenager, that cast is always going to yes. be your favorite cast. Yes. And those grownups are always going to be your grownups. Because for sure, as we're talking, there's some eight-year-old that's looking at Donald Glover and being like, when am I going to look like yeah. a man? And I'm like, we all look like we rode our BMXs to set. <laughs> sometimes wonder when like kids look because I I think I often confuse kids because I think when they first clock me they're like oh you're one of us yeah and then one and then they like look us. a little more and they're like yeah check her hands are they sticky no she won't <laughs> eat not. the paste she's not she's, she's a grown-up yeah is she like and I even so I I often wonder like what that is for like when they're I don't think anyone would ever there's no point in my life a little Melissa would look at me and be like, there's a classy lady. Yeah, that's right. It's never, never. And when happen. I think of my mom wearing like a chunky amber necklace yes. and like a white stiff shirt with a sweater over it, I'm like, there's a fucking that's woman. A woman. Yeah. That's a woman. Yeah. And Val and I go out to dinner and I'm like, I can't believe they didn't give us kids menus. <laughs> like we should be chicky <laughs> fingies over it's here. It's true. Wednesday, whenever, like, cause we start, we got together when we were 19. So oh, like wow. whenever we would go into Russian, like, and they would give us like a crappy table, we'd always be like, they're, they're totally treating us shitty because we look so kids. young. Yeah. And now we've been together for over 20 years. Wow. And Winston recently was like, I think that, and I was like, we can't use that excuse anymore. Hilarious. They're not, they're, it's just we're getting shitty treatment. It just because, happened. Yes. Because sometimes you get shitty treatment. Yes. Sometimes you really are the person that gets But I think we'll be doing screen. that at 80. Like, I think we'll still be like, and you'll be even so smaller. <laughs> I will. I am so scared. I'm just going yeah. to shrink into nothing. You're going to be a little Mr. Peanut. I am. I'm Thumbelina. <laughs> I don't need a retirement plan. I'm just going to get a matchbox and just just tuck me away. And one match in there for safety. That's in case a moth comes by and you have to strike it on the side of the box. Get out of here, moth! Get out of here! That's exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah, of course. That's my emergency plan. Okay, we're on our way. Okay. You were six. You okay, killed it. Did that. We're we're building up to the you're hooked. hooked. Now what do you do? You have, you have a good seven years until before your bar the bar So then just obsessed with comedy in every form. Like um really got into the like old episodes of the Carol Burnett show. Oh. So like on that side of things. Um was very into Robin Williams stand up. Yep. For I remember years. watching that being like, How is this How? happening? On a comic relief. Yes. Like being so that was my everything. Yes. Yep. Um and um I remember finding out that he had set lists. Not in a bad way. Of oh, course he did. But there was some I think it was I'm embarrassed. It might be the book How to Be a Working Comic, which I do not recommend. Wait, that's who wrote that? It's book? like Dave Schlopes. Yes, and he's yes, on the I cover, he's a, like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like I remember poor guy. Dave, thank you for writing that book. It was great. But there was a part where he wrote about one of his own bits and he was like and that was just a life thing. And I got a killer bit out of it. And I'm like 12. And I'm like, that's your killer bit. Like, oh, I remember funny. even at the time being like, Dave, no. So you were reading, you were at that age, you know. I was also Gino. obsessed with comedy really? at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish little Pete and little Melissa could have been friends. We would have been a power duo. We would have. We could have taken like on the Like George Burns and uh, what? Gracie, yeah. Gracie, yeah. George and Gracie, of course. But I want business cards. Couldn't wait to have a business card. Oh. Couldn't I wait was to have obsessed headshots. with business cards. So, what age for you did I it start? I wanted a two-line phone. Just I used to put my friends on hold. Stop! Like, I, I gotta Stop. go, and I put them on hold. I would <laughs> just, just rolling call. I was just sitting there, and then I'd take them <laughs> off hold. Just power moves. Did you really? I couldn't Amazing. wait. I actually want to bring this back to you too, because like 
when we did the multicam that we were doing, mm -hmm. I was like, this is exactly what I thought I would be doing. Like, wow. even though I, I love doing the single cams and stuff, that yeah. felt really cool and I would love to do it again for sure. Uh -huh. The multicam was when I was like, 12 year old Pete is so happy that I this is real that. show business. Do you relate to that? I a million, yes, yeah. like a million times over. That was, I remember seeing, like when whenever a sitcom would end, they would sometimes show them all how they would come out for bows. Yes, on tape night or, or the finale of Cosby Show where they yes. dance off the stage. I was like, that's what it looks Is like. It crazy. Yes, that and that. I still, I still actually, and I know this may sound very Pollyanna, but like I walk onto a sitcom set and I can't. I I need to take a minute. Even the stress of everything, like yeah. It's Wait there's a, a magic there. I you go in the fridge and yeah. there's a thing called beer. It just says beer on it. <laughs> huh? I'm like, yeah. I've done it. I've made it. I made it to where the beer is. Yes. <laughs> like beer yes. brand beer. There's nothing that I love more than a prop food to remind me of the the dead. experience of where I am. I'm dead. Yeah. And the prop department just flying in like a, oh. a clean plate of fries. This sounds like I want to be doted on. That's not what it no, is. I no. love that there are almost like carnies in, in the good way, like just like theater it's folk. The magic, magic of what that is, yes. and getting to to actually see behind that that curtain and the mix of you and I, who since we were six years old were like razzle dazzle them, yeah, you know? totally, and also. Guys that remind me of my dad, like the union guys that build the sets and, yes. and strike the lights mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So you have this like confluence of flavors. It's not all just like razzle dazzle them uh, with sparkly hats and totally. stuff. It's also a guy with a cigarette that's like, Melissa, they need you on set. Like <laughs> right. that is fun. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. It's fun. It's, it's all very, here. It's true. Yeah. And there's some, there is like the multicam. And I, being on single cam too, you get that. Of course, you're like, I'm in show business. Wonderful. Um, but they're doing a multi-camp. There's something because- You look up, there's no ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. And you're there. It's true. I've it's always very cool. Some people get sad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but no. yeah, Like when you're shooting a single camp, you're in an apartment. Yes. It's just a real apartment. Yes. And you're shooting it. Uh-huh. That's fine. When- we, I would read the night court scripts and there'd be like some swing set, like a, a set that would only be used one day. Uh, and they just build, like on amazing? how we roll, they just build a baseball card shop. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? And it looks, I'm not saying it looks like you could trick me, you know, blindfold me and take me there. And I'd be uh -huh. like, I'm in a baseball card totally, shop. Totally. But it looks like a TV baseball yeah. card shop. Like yeah. it looks like a shoot this way. It'll look like a baseball Isn't card shop. Isn't that amazing? I love it so much. And they build it in seconds. Yes, and, and they take it like, down. Uh -huh. the, even the impermanence of it delights me. It's like, and this will be gone. Yeah. This is gone. Where did they... We had a scene that was in a, a funeral home, and they just brought in caskets. I'm like, you're telling me somewhere on the Warner Brothers lot there's just stored caskets? That, it's it's unbelievable. Or a bowling alley yeah. or whatever. And the answer is yes. Yeah. That's what all those big Animaniac mm -hmm. buildings are. Yeah. <laughs> it's this filled right. with barber shops. Uh, just and, that Warner Brothers water tower is just yes. filled with... It's yeah. overflowing with cowboy hats, <laughs> <laughs> giant toothbrushes. You okay. need a boa, it's in there. You got me really excited. Forgive, I talk too much. No, I love it. Hit it. I just um, mean like we're we're okay. So we're seven. Still do seven. Still we're doing seven like, years until you're yes, and okay. still like I pushed it because I was still like looking for my fix. So then I, a, a few more beauty pageants, and then as you I did, got, I did. But then I started like as I got older, I really like my adolescent was awkward, like especially like the tween into like that was 
the cute at that point, I didn't even have that saving me. Mm. Um, you mean but, you had awkward years? Oh, big time. Big. big this explains time. a lot. Yeah, oh, this explains yeah. a lot. Really, really awkward. Me too. Um, you too? Oh, my God. When I say rayon shirts and sweaty and... I based my hair on Zach Morris, so it was like spiky in the front, but like I'd comb it down, and it was rock hard. I was wearing cologne. Wait, what? (laughs) At what age? And what cologne was it? This is like seven. Of course it was Dracar Noir. Don't even ask what it was. (laughs) And of course I got like... The Dracar Noir soap, like the, oh, like it, it came come with sets. it, as did the sunflower. <laughs> you get at CVS, oh, just awful. on those old pharmacy things with all the dots in it. Yeah. Now, did they have to unlock it? Um. Oh shit, Melissa. Fuck. What? Oh no, that she's just telling me it's been. I was trying to. I was going to look at my clock. Time is flying. <laughs> it's been forty minutes. Really- we're going to come back to what what okay. amazing and I'm good dorks till, like, we 12, were. 15, 12, 20. Just okay, yeah. all right. Still, this is perfect for a mid a mid roll. Okay. Um, when we come back, we're, we're going to talk more about being dorks, and of okay. course, we're going to get into all the regular stuff. <laughs> when, when we come back, it'll be more of this. Great. We'll be right back. I'm excited in to be back. Sixty seconds. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This show, this episode is brought to us by our friends at Mizzen and Main. Look, I changed. I threw on my Mizzen and Main dress shirt, which I absolutely love. I don't know if you know this. I'm not a huge fashion person, but of course I want to look good and I want to be comfortable and I don't want to devote my entire life <laughs> to the pursuit of finding these things. So luckily I found Mizzen and Main, which ticks all of those boxes. When I am touring, I want to be, uh, first of all, I want to pack as little as possible so I can ideally just go with a carry-on. So I often am wearing what I'm going to wear on stage on the plane. The problem with that is dress shirts are usually stiff, hard, unforgiving, and uncomfortable, but you got to wear it on the plane, and it it just doesn't feel right. Mizzen and Main has entered to save me from this problem. It's comfortable enough to wear on a plane and looks good enough to wear in front of hundreds of people when I'm performing, which is incredible. I'm tired of my old stiff dress shirts. I want to look good on camera. I want to look good on stage, and I am a huge, huge fan of Mizzen and Main. You got to check them out. They are the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. Mizzen and Main combines the comfort and flexibility of your favorite athletic wear with the fit and style of a custom dress shirt, which means it's lightweight, it's breathable, and it's moisture wicking, which frankly, when I'm on stage, that's super important. Mizzen and Main's clothes will have you looking great. Basically, they make really comfortable dress shirts that you need to try to believe. The first time I tried it on, I had never put on a shirt like this that felt this good and looked this good. I can tell you firsthand that Mizzen and Main's dress shirts are actually the best dress shirts that I have ever worn. Probably the best part is that they are machine washable. That means no more expensive trips to the dry cleaner. Plus, for the cold weather, they've got amazing flannels, pants, sweaters, and jackets made from that same Mizzen and Main material that they are now famous for. And if somebody, uh, if somehow, after all this, you're still not a believer, they've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you know they're making a great product. So, when I was in Chicago, flying there, going on stage, wearing a nice shirt, looking good, being comfortable, 
Mizzen and Main literally has me covered. So if you wear dress shirts and don't wear Mizzen and Main, let me tell you, you're making a huge mistake. I have a bunch of their shirts. I have a bunch of their pants. Mizzen and Main is my go-to dress shirt. It's always such an inconvenience to go to the dry cleaner. I absolutely hate it. My clothes end up staying there sometimes for weeks because I can't find the time to go back. So the fact that these are machine washable are amazing. In and of itself, that is enough, but comfortable and look great. So if you want the best cold weather clothing this holiday season, check out Mizzen and Main. It's a great gift or a gift to give yourself. Right now, if you go to Mizzen and Main, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D, M-A-I-N.com and use promo code WEIRD, you'll receive $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more, which means that's like $25 off when you go to MizzenAndMain.com and use promo code WEIRD, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use promo code WEIRD. Do yourself a favor. This show, You Made It Weird, is sponsored by... BetterHelp. You guys know that I am a huge fan of talk therapy. It's absolutely transformed my life and changed it for the better. I often have wished, in, especially in my 20s and 30s, that I wish that life came with a user manual. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't come with a manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. I remember I first started going to therapy here in Los Angeles because I was going through a breakup and I just needed help. I needed guidance. I couldn't process it on my own and that totally helped and changed my life because I needed to get out of that relationship. Navigating any of life's challenges, not just breakups, can make you feel unsure whether it's a career change, uh, love life, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour for the complex engine called you. And BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it's 100% online. It is incredible to help with self-empowerment, dealing with trauma, dealing with uncopable feel uncopable is that a word feelings or in my case decisions that you need to make big life changes having someone to talk to about it is way more effective than the sum of its parts meaning talking to someone just seems like just talking to somebody just spinning your wheels it's absolutely not you need another person there you need a trained person there somebody who can listen and guide you gently through the biggest moments of your life so as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched, as I said, 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, easy. You can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler and removes any awkwardness. That, and speaking of awkwardness, no waiting rooms, no traffic, and no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash weirdo. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weirdo. Do yourself a favor, give yourself the love and support you need, and show your support of the show. All right, everybody, let's get back to Melissa. And we're back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Dracar Noir yeah. soap and body wash, or what? I feel like there were a bu- bunch of different things, but I was wearing that slicked hair. I remember this is this is a vulnerable memory, but I remember in seventh grade, just sitting in the corner, saying my phone number out loud. What do loud. you mean? 
I'm so embarrassed. Were you saying it so that people, people would be like, oh, me. I'm going to write that down? Yeah, and call me. Because I was, again, oh, a Pete. child of television. So I Pete. thought like girls having your number. like, the right. call, like It was Did totally it misguided. But I was going 861-8909. Oh, Solid bit. But then uh, maybe took it too far. Just went too long. What, what was I thinking? They're going to call? call? No! <laughs> this is still the age. Was it directed at anyone? Well, yeah, there were certain, I was in a small school and there were only, I feel like there were only like five girls and five boys. That's okay. probably wrong. Maybe eight and eight. Oh, wow. But it was small. Oh. So Pardon? everybody would pair off. Okay. And then okay. there'd be like a few confirmed bachelors. And that okay. was always you, me. <laughs> did, but when was your first? Date? Yeah. It was uh, Valentine's Day, my senior year of high school. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Is that her? That's a terrible move. <laughs> no, That's please. Right now. I'm so sorry. No, don't okay. even. Don't. Um, do you want to check it's not your... It's not a child. It's no Okay. Okay. Hashtag parent life. <laughs> <laughs> I've answered my phone on stage. Have <laughs> I've you? Been like, is, I just is, need is to make okay? sure it's not an emergency. It's a total, yeah, it's yeah. a different ballgame. I don't know what I would do. I guess I would leave. I'd get on a helicopter. But, <laughs> <laughs> was it emergency situations when you answered it? No, never. Okay. And then it, it's always, either way you win. It's either a funny bit that you totally. answered the phone or it, it is an emergency. Right. That's not a good situation, no. but at least you were available. Right, that's true. Uh, that's yes. true. That's um, win-win that way. Yeah, so... Small and, and and I but I I swear to you, Melissa Rouch, I when I was in seventh grade, I I had the uh, I wish there was another example other than Woody Allen. I know that's a troubled person, but like I had the Woody Allen ish perspective, the neurotic grown up perspective of like, oh, interesting. what are we gonna date? Like I really was like, really? what are we gonna do? I don't have any money. I don't have a car. I'd, that's I'd, amazing. I'd watch Saved by the Bell, and they're all going to the Max and right. stuff. I'm like, like there's no fucking gonna... Max. There's right. no Max we're, restaurant. So like on Valentine's Day, senior, where did you go? Bertucci's. <laughs> that's I love Bertucci's. Little, little olive in the center. That's amazing. Of the pizza, yeah. yeah. And I, all I remember from the date was when the bill came, and she was like a, a feminist kind of woman. And I remember the bill came and I slapped it. Like I couldn't wait to pay for it. Cause that's all I knew. Right. Again, like I'm going to be a gentleman. I, at least I'm going to pay the bill. Which, what did she say? I just, oh, she accepted it and was fine with it. But I wish I had just been like, you just don't know. Yeah. Although again, like that's did my you point. Was that like your girl? Did she become your girlfriend? Or was it just a. No. <laughs> oh, me. It's okay. I remember she went to the junior prom with someone else. Oh, that's hard. And went to the senior prom with me. Oh, she went she, to the She did go to the senior prom oh. with me, which was a big deal. And I've told the story before and she she there were only 3 slow songs uh -huh. at my senior prom. 3. Uh -huh. That's ridiculous. The rest that of the time we're just like uh -huh. You don't know how to dance. It was right. so awkward. So there was a, a slow song came on. I stood up and ran looking for her because I was sitting by the yeah. side, of course. Uh -huh. And I'm looking for her. And she was, and she saw this other guy and was like, hey. And she gave them this big hug. And then they danced. And then I just like walked away awkwardly. Oh, Pete. And they're married now. What? <laughs> what? No way. Well, and you they know are what? married. And they're, that, I think they're happy. Comfort, at least in that, that at least yes. it was... It wasn't just anybody. Like her, right. It was who she should have been at the prom. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I just like the slow rotating hug. That's a dance yeah. that I was always more comfortable with. And the, 
could when did your height kick in were you i was tall then okay and then when i got to college and i'm gonna turn this back around to you rouch pouch because you are too delightful and <laughs> no i want to know because like the the dancing you know when you oh the, yeah the hand well placement. when i got to college i remember like the tallest girl in school asked me to a dance but then i spent the whole dance with this other girl who wasn't tall poor tall person uh-huh. like where was i i just went away I was too shy. What we, again, even in college, I was like, really? what are we going to do? Like, I just, uh, I just had like that Seinfeldy. Like, I felt like dating was for like people in their 20s that have cars right. and Like keys, a real person. A real person. Yeah. kids. I also like, even though I was like sexually awakened, like puberty, uh-huh. I, I just, I wasn't like, what do I, these, these people are like nine, 19. I love. Like they were too, it was, we felt like kids. Yeah, I felt yeah, like a you kid, were. they felt like a kid. I love that you had that perspective. It was weird. And then I saw the other kids that were like, nah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. But I'm you're like, an old soul. So you were like, it was like you were coming back again. You're like, okay, yes. I've been here. I got to just wait for the just, right time. This is I a waste of my time. I was waiting for my real life to begin yeah. the whole time. I was like, just, and I, this is, I'm going to put it back to you because I bet this will spark something. I just couldn't wait to be an age, which is like 33, mm-hmm. where you could be a cop in a movie. You could be a lawyer yeah, in yeah. a movie. You could be a husband, a father. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like all of these different roles. I just wanted to be the age where you could so be anything instead of the age where you can only be one thing, which is a junior high kid that's like, right. oh, I pooped my pants. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. But you were wanting to be an actor. Yes. Wow. And I used to, and do you relate to that? I used to be in a parking, I, vivid memory. I'd be in a parking lot. My parents and I had just had dinner, my, the whole family. And I'm just looking at the parking lot, thinking of the million movies that you could shoot in this parking lot and how perfect it was like this railing and not even from a cinematography standpoint just like imagine when i have a car and a camera i can come here and just shoot this yeah i was trying to get back in touch with that part of me the excite yes just the innocence yes you know Mm -hmm. so you you were Uh, obviously that way too completely and like my and it was always this like okay we're gonna do it this way we're gonna do things on at an amateur level now until I get to do it for real. Yes. Because my brother wanted to do it also. Uh-huh. So we would just do shows in the basement like every day after camcorder? school. Camcorder? Camcorder, big time camcorder. Um, horror movies, lots of horror movies on um, the camcorder because uh, my brother loved them. And then uh, this little many alliance. dramatic turns from me, like, Twists, lot, lots of twists. Me very much like with the fans blowing in my face. Like no, no, go away. That style, and I would very over just your. You know how they put a bright light over your eyes. No, no, and I really, and even at that age, I was like, well, I need to, like, I have to show that I have this other side of me because I'm letting everyone know, like, that I'm a comedian. They know I'm a comedian, but this will show. Like Martin Short was like that. Yes, I remember. Yes, I don't want my horror career to overshadow my comedy career. He would say things like that when he was that age. Yeah, really. And you were that way too. You're like, I need to diversify. Totally. I don't want to be pigeonholed. Yes, and very much like because I everyone knew me, quote unquote, for my impressions. Yes. Yes. When we did the horror movies, I was like, I have to show that I'm not just. I'm so much more than impressions. Yes, I can do more. So you were Kevin Hart when you were (laughs) twelve. I've been chasing it for my whole life. I'm still not yes. there. But my brother was a big influence because he was like my first director. And we would come home every day after school and rehearse. Wow. And I don't know. Like there was a 
he ran a tight ship. Kids in the neighborhood dropped off because they were like, this is too intense. Really? Because we had like a company. It was called Dancemania Productions. And we would do one musical a year. People got mad that I was always cast as lead. I was like, well, it's my house. And my brother's... The oh my of the company. god! And so we don't know the word it. nepotism. So. Exactly. So like, deal. I don't even know what I'm <laughs> saying right now. Nepotism. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who taught me that? <laughs> and he was so. I mean, he was the productions he would put on, like really, like good production value. We did Grease, and we had a toy car that he spray painted as Grease Lightning. It was really great. Wow. Yeah. So that was very much like. I love that you had this partner. He was a one like the best yeah. like and so he's such a like he's this he's a creative genius so he would do these full-scale productions in my parents basement that i got to be a part of wow and i would just i really jumped on board it was really him doing it that i was like i'm gonna i hope i hope this isn't weird it is the name of the show but it's like it, i find it fitting then that you were, fell in love with winston who's also creative because yeah. my i love my brother-in-law uh-huh. he's hilarious he's creative he would do all the stuff you're talking oh, wow. about with val so of course she was drawn to a comedian you know what i mean like and i was i love that so like i see that yeah once you have a silly billy totally who, who says yes and a partner and yes. wants to do things and isn't just embarrassed like That's i love my so brother true. to death but he was so embarrassed oh wow. we both kind of were yeah there's a lot of embarrassment to get over so when mm. i met those those yes people I was you like, just want more of it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I said, do you want to do improv games? And you said, yes. He, and now we're doing them? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, again, my brother's done a lot of work and he's changed. He's, he's, he's a uh, much more yes of a person now a million times. And we have a great relationship. But when we were, I'd say this if he was in the room, when we were like 15 and 13 and I was like, I'm a pirate. He'd be like, oh, you know, of uh, course. Yeah. He just wanted to be cool. That And when did he, when did that change for him? Honestly, recently. I mean, really? he, he moved out here to do comedy. And I okay. think when he saw how, I, I'm not sure about this, but I think when he saw how uncool, comedy isn't cool. Mm-hmm. It's like Steve Martin's comedy isn't pretty. It's like, it's also not cool. It's not, it's not cool to eat shit and like drive yeah. to a biker bar in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois and do badly. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. You see like Aziz in his suits and private jet or whatever. It's like, you think that's it and it's not. Yeah. It's so much more, like even on Night Court, we're like trying dumb stuff, like mm-hmm. to see where it is. That's not really cool. It's cool to like already know what the thing is. Right. Like I was thinking of your character on Big Bang is... I really mean this. Like, what a bold choice. Oh, and I know how you. scary choices are. That's the opposite of cool. What if you had made it's that choice true. and people were like, Melissa, what are you doing? <laughs> totally, like, that's yeah. humiliation that most people guard against so firmly that they'd never even... That is... So, don't you think... There must There is a certain personality type that I feel like goes into this... Because it is, it's a constant rejection and a constant humiliation. Constant. I was, go ahead. And I feel like I, like, is it, is there a screw loose that you're like, I, or is it a, you love it so much that you're willing to sacrifice the embarrassment for it? Okay. I'm going to go and because I, I could see screw loose and be like and we it's actually worse it's a screw that we can't reach so we need someone else to yeah, reach yeah. in and oh, tighten it so that's like the audience or the director yeah, yeah. or the writer or whatever I'll, I'll give you that 
But I'll also give you, Val and I were just talking about this and it, it's, it, it'll blow your mind. Like I, it blew my mind. It's like most people would rather avoid um, pain rather than pursue pleasure. So, but what happens is, I'll give you an example. You're in a, te- not you, you're in a terrible relationship. They want to move to Phoenix and your family's all in Temecula. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm just saying like, you don't want to do it, but it's too painful to tell them no or stand up for yourself or whatever it may be. So you avoid that short-term pain, but then it leads Mm. to 20 years of pain. Wow. As opposed to just getting one lump sum of pain, one afternoon, one Uh long weekend (laughs) of pain Uh to avoid nine years of pain. Similarly, in comedy, you eat shit for 10 years. It's it's probably gonna be about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But then you get 50 years of being good at comedy and and you avoid all of the, you, you, it's like this, I don't want to call it wisdom because I don't, I didn't think I was doing it consciously, mm-hmm. but there is a wisdom to it. It's like, I know pain is part of this, so I'm going to control it and I'm going to go get it as opposed to waiting for it to get me and just mm. doing everything I can to like dodge the matrix bullets. Yes. I'm going to let some of them hit me because every person that's ever lived tells you that like the path is covered in thorns and yes. thistles. So I'm just going to go through the thorns and thistles now, Yeah, get my pain out of the way. And then have like my life is not that interesting now because <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's my origin story was all pain. But so many people will go like, I'd like to do comedy, but open mics seem too painful. Yeah, you're fucking right. Yeah. You know what else sucks? Fifty years of wondering if you would have enjoyed so it true. or been good at it. That is that's so, so much more that's pain. A beautiful way of putting it. That is so so right? true. I, that, and let me ask you something: When you were going through it, when you were doing it. How painful did it feel? Is it now looking back that you're like, whoa, that was really hard? It's more that. Yeah. Because did you romanticize it even when it was happening? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I was like, Big time. This like, this sucks. is so totally, <laughs> but so, like, so excited yes. by it. I couldn't believe that I was performing in New York City. Same. Same. I same, couldn't same. believe. That where the subways were, yes, I was on stage. I, I couldn't agree more. And near me eating shit was Jerry Seinfeld in my yes. mind. Uh, he was somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. Chappelle was somewhere out there. Absolutely. And I'm in the same city. Yes. Totally bought into all of it. Same. And I, yeah, it felt like I was so close to the pulse of it. Even yes. like in the back of a hamburger restaurant where there was an open mic. I remember writing in my journal, like mm. so excited and talking about, and this person got up and then I did this, these jokes and documenting <sighs> yeah. just the excitement of that. And yeah. I feel like there's... um which really, it, it obviously helps. That's the engine that keeps you going is the fact that you're able to to romanticize it. And that you exactly. actually like it. At, at, you exactly. actually, you're not pretending to like it. Yes. And this is why, wow, we haven't had a good comedy chat in a while, but like on this podcast, but like the people that you knew were doing it because they wanted to be rich or famous or to meet sexual partners mm. it never it just didn't ring the same way yeah. those weren't those weren't my that wasn't my scene we yeah, were the same. we were the fruit on the bottom yogurt boys you know what i mean <laughs> just like the the weird lunchbox yes. boys i just yes. mean like you open it up and you smell their weird food and, <laughs> and we're just like mm, we love comedy like that's that's what was happening yeah. and, and like a lot of those people became you know clean wearing suits and selling out theaters and stuff but like at the time you could smell the people that wanted to be Carson Daly, yeah, a, a hundred miles away. That is, that's very, very nothing true. wrong with Carson Daly. I'm just saying, 
uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like uh, that, celebrities. That you're chasing like, it for a different reason. Yes. That there is. What is he? He's a pop figure. <laughs> what do you call Carson? Uh, a host? Like a, a, host, a host. host. But like a, like his job is to be like famous. I don't know. Yeah. He is a good host. I'm but not even shitting on him. I'm just saying like there are people that are like, I want to I be. I think there's more of an, like there's an end gaming mentality of like, here is what I hope this gets me. As opposed to, like, I I'm, can't believe, you took me back to a Thai restaurant where I'm like, I went up. Yeah. Was this the place I feel like um, on like 20 something street? I was so new to the city. Okay. I couldn't even tell you what neighborhood I, or what borough I was okay. in. Like I just got there scared on the train. Uh-huh. I don't mean to over romanticize it, but I remember being like, does I'm trying to get to Christopher Street. Does the two uh-huh. and people would always help you like, you got to yeah. get off here and take uh-huh. that one. And I remember, and I tell people this all the time. I'm like, if you're from another city, Jersey or whatever, yeah. that's your credit. Cause yes. I would be like, I'm from, I'm coming. I'm fresh <laughs> from Chicago. Like oh that gosh, was like, this guy yes. arrived by aeroplane. Yes. And like, that was your allure, your mystique or whatever. And then I realized I was like, I'd been doing comedy for three years in Chicago. And I'm like, no one here knows any of my bits. So I'm like, I have Whoa. seven five minute sets that everyone's going to think I'm like the most prolific person in the world. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you started there. In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. I was there for three years. And then, and we got to talk about that. This, I moved to New York, and mm-hmm. I'm only saying this to put it to you, honest honest to goodness. Yeah. Moved to New York with my ex-wife. She starts uh, teaching at school. I, she very graciously, and you know, it was, we were both in agreement, no, no straight job. I'm not gonna have a, a backup job. Wow. Like, I'm just gonna focus 100%, because okay. I'm sort of like a one thing a day person. Got it. And if I'm, th- what a, what a, you have to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of your life. But n- now I recognize that. What I'm saying is I know if I'm tired, I won't go to a, a show to just watch or I won't go to a, a mic. Like I was just too gentle. I'm like, yeah. I can't work in the morning. I can't, right. I can't be out at 11. Oh, totally. So totally. I was like, no job. And then it was like six weeks or something later, Jesse Klein saw me at Rafifi and I emailed her and, and I, I got on Best Week Ever. How did it happen for you? Wow, wait, one question. Were you, so how long have you had you been doing stand-up in New York before the, she saw you in that for Best Week Ever? By the way, I'm not sure if it was six weeks or maybe, I feel like it was less than two months for That's sure. That's amazing. But like, I was reading the, what? Is, where would they list the mics and stuff? The Village, the Village Voice. Voice. And one of them was like, just Jesse Klein and Nick Kroll wow. roast the happening. It was called Welcome to Our Week. Oh, yeah. And it was like, they roast the house. Ha- and I'm picturing it like a studio, like, uh-huh. and I get there, it's just a, a bar and a video store, basically. But uh-huh. I was like you, stars in my eyes, couldn't believe, this is before Nick or Jesse had done anything, but I was like, uh-huh. Nick Kroll, I saw his name in the Village Voice. <laughs> like That's, that was yeah. the credit. Mm-hmm. Did the show. Um, that that story, I don't want to, we don't have that much time left. Who who got you on Best Week Ever? How did that happen? So I was um, working at a sports bar on the Upper East Side, and a friend of mine from college was dating a guy who was a producer on Best Week Ever, I believe. And um, she had come to my bringer shows a bunch all throughout college, and she knew that I was sort of in a grind. And I said to her, would it be okay if I got you a VHS of my stand-up to get to him? 
And um, she this was like, "This is everything." Yeah, I picture you in a red striped referee's jersey <laughs> and a, an apron. Were you a waitress? I was a waitress for years, and it was. I mean, this was my bread and butter for most, like through college up until I moved to LA. Same waiting tables is show business. It's show business. You it's little you, sets totally, and you like I should. They should offer waiting tables classes as a part of acting because it's so I agree they they go hand in hand and I was I remember it was like a huge that's a great York idea sp- by the way there should be classes there should be why do you have to just figure it out over years absolutely like, I have oh, to say yeah. my first job was at Johnny Rockets and they sort of give you training like it was sort of like burger college but like we had like hold the tray like this yes which was very helpful but there sh- you're right there should yeah. be no, you slowly put it together. Yeah. It took like, me a long time. I could tell you a lot of Bennigan stories about moments where I failed. Of course I did. I Look love at my it. face. <laughs> I want to go to a Bennigan and have Pete Holmes wait him. I, I bet you were an amazing Okay, waiter. give me Donald Glover's mustache and okay. I'll go incognito back in time and ha- my name tag said Moose and have me wait on the table and, and you and we'll wear this hats is great. like Captain America and Scarlett Johansson <laughs> in, our, in our incognito looks. I would love to see what I was like. I bet I was a lot for too, for some people, like a little I, too much. I don't I bet you had repeat customers. I want that guy again. He made us laugh. My best story was we would get a lot of kids, like young teenagers that would come in and they were didn't tip. Uh-huh. And I would pride myself on giving good service to the people that I knew weren't going to tip me. And I'll never forget wow. this one kid was like, you're the best waiter we've ever had. Like th- that was that was like killing. Wow! Wasn't that I made them laugh? Yeah. It said like I stayed on top That's of it. That's amazing. And they, I, I think they tipped me like three bucks or whatever. It, it didn't matter. But that compliment mattered yeah. so much. And I think he even said like we come here a lot and people are usually like really shitty to us. And I was like, but I That's also have a lot great. of stories where. I remember an older lesbian couple wrote a, a letter to me about how the line was, your reaction over the uh, over the baked potato soup left much to be desired. Whoa. <laughs> and they tipped me like 80 cents. Whoa. I was like, lady, Not okay. I'm of the opinion, even if it sucks, you still tip them. It, you still totally. T- I sometimes tip more to be yes. like, fuck you. Ha- you. Yes. <laughs> or you're having a bad more. day. Yeah. You're having a bad day. I still remember the guy, and I know his name, I won't say it because I guess I could be sued for slander, who gave me, I went above and beyond at this restaurant. He didn't like the meal. This was a celebrity? It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. It was just a guy, and I know his name. I memorized it from the credit card, who gave, who wrote in zero, zero on the credit card slip because I couldn't, the restaurant wouldn't let me comp his meal, but I was like, I was like, I could get you a free dessert. I'll get, because he didn't, he didn't like, like it, it after he cleared his plate. And he left and then gave me the finger through the window. I'm dead. Yeah. I, ooh. And I still, I mean, for years, of I course, keep his name in my head. That couple that wrote, it was, they wrote in like shaky cursive. It, I was wrong. You know what they said? They were like, the, the, they, were, they stuck their do? spoon in the soup and it was standing up. Like it came out, like it had been <laughs> sitting under a heat lamp or something. Oh. And I was so new, mm-hmm. no waiter school, yeah. that I didn't go, <laughs> let me get you another one. Uh-huh. Of course, like soup. See, I could get it myself. Like, But right. I just went, that's how it comes out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked away. <laughs> so they were oh, wrong. Girl. But like. But don't. I'm like, that was an opportunity. How many opportunities do you get in a day to be like graceful. I don't right. mean like elegant. I mean like have yes. grace, have understanding. Yes. And just take one, 
by the way, maybe don't tip. Maybe tell me like you know it doesn't matter. I can see it from every side. But to leave But it, it is a missed a, opportunity to yes. be a little Santa Claus. Maybe they should have checked themselves after the wrecking. Maybe they're somewhere hosting their own podcast they going like, right you know, now. when Moose waited on us, <laughs> I think about my shaky that. cursive handwriting. I hate I, hate is too strong a word, but I hate that guy. <laughs> like that guy sucks. But also yeah. what was going through his life. Yeah. Something I try to remember every morning is I go, I'm not, I got it from Father Greg Boyle who writes these incredible books. Mm. And I go, I'm not going to return hurt with hurt. So like, oh, I like that. he's like hurt. Yes. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. That was, he's a, yeah, giving he you was the a hurting finger. Gave me the, through the, he's not having a great window. day. Yeah. Like he's trying to win it back. We That's always true. Say, he's losing at the casino. He's trying to win it back at the buffet. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. That's what Nate Craig had this great yes, bit recently. That's that. so, so true. So he's giving you the finger because he's been so broken and belittled. And he's so sad. Mm. He's probably afraid that he's going to die. Mm. He's his meal. Like, <laughs> like you're his mom in that moment. Like, you made me my was... meal, mommy, and it sucks. <laughs> Why won't you pick I see, me up? I wish up? I had the wherewithal at the time to have said that rather than yeah. crumbling in the corner. But a... you wrecked yourself. Yeah. And now we're checking yourself. That's it. And that's the way. That's, that's the way to do it. That's the way that's to do it. it. Okay, so VHS tape. Okay, so VHS tape. It was, I remember it was a snowstorm on a Sunday. Just checking the time list. Don't want okay. to go long. Um, it was a, um, so this sports bar, like during football season, we'd be packed. And that was like, I would bank the money for my rent and stuff. But certain weeks, if there wasn't a game, it would be dead. Oof. And this day, it happened to be dead. It was a major snowstorm outside. No one's there. It was me and the bartender. My friend was like, he may be leaving this job. You have to get him this VHS. Whoa. Speak. So I asked the bar, I'm like, can you cover me? There's here. And I went in the snowstorm because they live not too far, just literally trudging in the snow with my VHS tape, ran it up to their apartment and then ran back to waiting tables. This is like it was Hero's crazy. journey stuff. It's <laughs> and like, I, I gotta like, go. And I gotta remember, like I have to say, I was aware, like in the moment, you knew. I felt, I was like, I, I want to tell this story. So I remember going. Yes. But I was also like, this is my shot. Like I have, there was really, I had no leads. I had no, I was doing stand-up wherever I could. I was doing theater like in the back of laundromats or wherever I could. But there was no, I had, I didn't have an agent. Mm-hmm. There was, I was getting re- rejected from every agency. The manager that I got from like my um, my showcase in college had like, stopped like her whole like company went under so there was no there was no bites and so this was like i potentially have a lead um and i ran it upstairs to their apartment and she was like okay hopefully you know he'll be able to pass along and it took weeks and weeks and weeks and i got a phone call and they said we want to bring you in for uh, yeah and I was I know so, it happened, but I'm still shocked. So, so excited. Because <laughs> that never happens. Never happens. Like you, in that story, we know most of those stories end with, and I never heard. Yeah. And if, you're, if your brain is nice, it just sort of deletes those stories. That's true. So you don't get too uh-huh. disheartened. Oh, tell, t- tell the people, I love that. I want to go back to that exact mm-hmm. moment. But tell the people about you getting mad at your parents. Do you remember oh, yeah. you told me? So this was a, around the same time. It was a, probably maybe even a week within each other because it was at the same bar. And I was just so having so much trouble like putting my rent together every month. And <laughs> they, um, and same, like I was saying, like so hard to get someone who really believed in me. I, Winston, my husband, was my fake manager at the time. He would pose 
as my manager, wow. we got the breakdowns illegally and he would submit me for things and call and we would, I would call as my fake manager to get me in on auditions. I had some of my best auditions from this fake management company, but I couldn't. And also some of your best work being the fake manager. Exactly. Hey, Victoria, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Melissa <laughs> Rauch, have you ever heard She's of amazing. She's a star. And like, do you have any, uh, we actually need a guy. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going <laughs> through a tunnel. <laughs> That's <laughs> all we have. <laughs> sorry, it's a one client. <laughs> We believe in her so much we wanted to devote all our time to her. Yeah, she's the only one you need. And what was terrible about that was because I'm such a, like, I don't lie because it creates, not, yes, there's moral uh, um, implications, but I'm, I feel too much guilt and I worry too much that I can't do it. It will break me. So part yeah. of this was when this I would go like to auditions. Cheat. I never cheat. It seems like no, it's so too, much effort for what, so, seven minutes? Yeah, no. Seven minutes of sex? No. And then months of like, oh uh, yeah, no. I was, I was um, Joe DeRosa's uh, birthday. Did he Instagram that he's in Hawaii? No, no, no. I didn't go. I didn't go to his birthday. I was shopping. Like like for, for yes, sex? For, no. I don't like sex that much. No. I I'm like too, being nice and relaxed. I, too anxious of a person could yeah. not do it. Death. 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 And going into auditions and then be like, so who's this manager? And then it was just, I mean, panic that I had to lie to these people that it's not a real manager, which is also so. Anyway, hilarious. Um, so around that same time, and you needed that lie. That was a good lie. I need. I, yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. Um. My I my mom, who I talked to pretty much every day. Cute. I was on. It was. I couldn't afford my cell phone at the time, so I was on a payphone. I like home. This is this is a signal for payphone. 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 Stand up payphone. Um, stand up payphone. <laughs> Stand up payphone. That's it. Hello? I, could you hear me? Improv? Uh, In, hello, I'm calling it? a stand up. This is real stand up. <laughs> hello? hello? Improv? That's Star Search. That's Star <laughs> that Search. That is Ed McMahon calling. <laughs> you okay? So you're um, on a disgusting so, yes, payphone. On a disgusting payphone and telling my mom, like, <laughs> I have an I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, couldn't get in for like just circling my backstage auditions and trying to get in. And I remember saying to my mom, this is so awful. Why didn't you force me to have a back? Like, how did you let me follow my dreams? Yeah. You're and sobbing, sobbing to her. On a payphone, pay very phone. New York. Very There's a guy York. with a pigeon on his head. The pigeon's on fire. He's like, are you going to be much longer? <laughs> Just give me a second. My <laughs> dreams are collapsing. I'm blaming my mother for but my existence. But you said, how dare you, you let, let me pursue my dreams? Yeah. And my mom, I remember her laughing and saying, it's going to be okay. Wow. Um, but I was like, and tell dad, tell dad the same Pass thing. Pass along the message. <laughs> that I'm mad. He gets a, like one of those old notes. While you were away, your daughter called. She's furious. <laughs> She's not going to talk. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me to become a dentist? Uh-huh. Because they were very much similar to the plan that you had of, they were like, do not pick a backup career. You're going to end up doing that. I was like, so you paid for an education for me. Yes. That is just this business where I have nothing else to fall back on. I love it. And the tape worked. I'm just checking the time. If you feel me kind of going into okay. that landing, <laughs> like we're at a cruising altitude. <laughs> We've begun our initial descent. Uh, we're about to end. Um, which can I just say, yeah. since we spoke about, you said the plane, I just want to tell the listeners, the first time I met you was on a plane going to a best week ever yeah. live tour. Yeah. And um, you, and I said this to you recently, but I need to say it for the public. Oh, on the record. The, the kindest soul, oh. in addition to being so funny, I just remember feeling, because, you know, you're traveling together, you like these weird, too, but thing. so 
like just pure goodness. Oh, that's so nice. That was just coming like at me from the seat next to me. And I remember thinking like, because this business can be so hard and awful. And lonely. And lonely. And just that I felt in that moment, like this is such a wonderful human. And then you got on stage and we're just so funny too. But it was just that... I feel like those times in in that struggling time when you connect with someone yeah. that gives you a little boost. Little outposts. Yeah. You're on a long, lonely road. Yeah, it's like that little bit of Gatorade along the way That's to like right. get you oh. through. Well, thank you for saying that. I, As you were starting, I don't know if you're this way, I'm always worried that it's going to be like, and you wouldn't stop doing bits the whole flight. <laughs> I was trying to take a nap. Because I remember being on that tour, same tour, uh-huh. and Aziz was sitting in front of me. And I, like MP3s had just become a thing. And oh man, it's so... I, I, I just feel for little Pete, even though he's probably 26. <laughs> but like I was asking Aziz, like, uh, which Radiohead albums should I get? Like I wanted to be a cool oh. boy. And I was like, should I get OK Computer? And he was he was like clearly annoyed he was like yeah man sure (laughs) like trying to sleep i'm saying i was being annoying and i was like what about fiona apple (laughs) it's like whatever man ah oh and you see i think i was that with you no i doubt i do i I, I wouldn't have i wouldn't have clocked that that my Mm -hmm. my anxiety or whatever Uh turns into that sort of effort oh interesting Because nice. you were so, but I was, you were working on a New Yorker cartoon and I remember being like, what's that? What's yes, I remember that. And it was I, amazing. Oh, I was, thank you. That was at that time in my life. I also used to do reverse caption contests. I would be like, the caption is, I'll have what she's having. What's the drawing? Oh. And Jessica St. Clair would play it with me. I, I was I just like that. so doe-eyed and, and sweet, but like, meaning it was a sweet time. I remember yeah. games I still play, like um, pretend you're... We'd call it fake ups, like like pretend you're asleep and then wake up. Uh-huh. And I remember, and no offense to him, but Judah Friedlander wouldn't do it. <laughs> like Jessica Saint Clair did it. It's such a See, fun, you know. That's fun. And she was like, "You're smiling. Like, do you smile when you sleep?" Because I was having so much fun. I'd be like, "I'm gonna go now." Oh. And then Judah Friedlander was like, "No, no, that's I'm not amazing. gonna." Go. And I was like, "Wow, there's like different yeah, kinds of comedians." Was, I became best friends with Saint Clair from the Best Week Ever tour. I wish I had become best friends with oh. her because I, I, I still love her to death. But like she was my Gatorade. You yes. were certainly my Gatorade. And and those other people weren't not Gatorade. Yeah, no. But you totally. know, like attracts like. And there's a certain, like yeah. we're saying, our, our pasts are similar. And I see it in you now. And I and I feel like we're camcorder kids. We're like musical. We're star we search kids. One? Would you make a horror movie with me? Of course. <laughs> Look, we have three cameras. We could do Can it. Can you imagine how fun that would be? That would be so fun. I used to have all that. Halloween was when I'm sure your brother was the same. Yeah. Do all your blood shopping now. Oh, stop. Or really wait uh, until we November had a sleepover and get party. clearance. <laughs> My house that um, we, you, when everyone was sleeping, we put the horror makeup on the kids. And now as a mom, I'm, I'm yeah, of course. horrified. Yeah. But that's, we... They woke up in the morning to and just blood light faces and no one was allowed to come to our house. Oh my. That is fantastic. Okay, we have four minutes. Here's my last question. Although I, f- I feel like we could talk for nine years. I really want to. We'll just to. do it again sometime. Can I please come yeah, back? Absolutely. I talk to you more There's more. so much to cover. Okay. But I, I said to Katie, I was like, I'm kind of glad it's going to have that like urgency. Okay, good. Like we're going to okay. do it in just one, it's like hour 20, whatever. Perfect. Um, can you tell me? Any time in your life where you laughed 
really, 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 really hard. And it, I always say this, it doesn't have to be a good story. Like I open the door and there's Don Knotts. Like it does not, not that, but maybe you're with Winston, maybe you're with your brother, a time in your life where you were just crying, laughing, doesn't even have to make sense. Maybe somebody fell, maybe somebody okay. farted. <laughs> like these are often. <laughs> I, I have to say it was, the, it was before Winston and I got together. It was the moment that I knew that I wanted to be with him. I love it. We were we were just we were friends through college, um, and um, and we were we were writing partners through college, and then we went a a group of us from school like went on a trip, and it was right before Halloween, and we were just sitting. It was late at night. We were sitting on a bench, and everyone who walked by, he was pretending that they were in a Halloween costume, but it was a half finished Halloween costume. <laughs> So, and he would just like describe what it was and then just be like, come on, man, finish the costume. (laughs) And there was, it was brilliant. And it went on for, I mean, we must have been for an hour and all of us just sitting around as, and he, and I remembered that like feeling where you're just doubled over crying, laughing. And that was it. I was just, I told you, I was just in, did I tell you? I was just in New Mexico. Yes. (laughs) Earlier. It was like three hours ago. And I saw a guy dressed like a cowboy, and I was like, "This looks like he's in a costume." Like, <laughs> like, like it was kind of too new. Uh huh. It's too new. It wasn't like rugged. It but was, it's ju- but it was his style. It was just how That's he gets. And you know what? I'm wearing a costume too. But he really looked like he was wearing a costume. <laughs> like he could have seamlessly walked into a costume party That's- where it says like costumes mandatory. He'd have been just- fine. You see, that's so. I really envy that because if that's if that's your thing every day, yeah. you just know. Okay, I'm gonna giddy up and put my. That's right. Put my. Did he have a full hat or? Was oh it? yeah, and the mustache. He was everything. Wow. He pr- pretty much had a lasso. Like he was. That he was inches to a lasso. <laughs> if I bet TSA took his lasso, like that's why he didn't have it. Incredible. He did bring it. <laughs> What's the age on this dude? Unageable. Really? I, he could have been forty-five to fifty-five. I would say, like Peter Pan Holmes, like Peter Pan Holmes, and a callback right at the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Rouch Pouch, thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. We have to watch Night Court. Anything yes. else you want to promote? Oh, um, just how much I love Pete Holmes and talking oh, to Pete Holmes. I love all oh, my to cherry you too. Oscars kids. If you want to take a look at that, yeah, okay, Oscars be, kids, Oscars kids, OscarsKids.org. It's Can a you pediatric do through PayPal. Um, yes, uh, pediatric cancer. N- not, I'm sorry, not through PayPal, but um, the website has donations. But it's OscarsKids.org, and it's a pediatric cancer charity. I love that. Means that. Me. Beautiful. Thank well, thank you, Pouch. Would you say keep it crispy? It's just a sign off. It doesn't yeah. mean anything really. I want to know the history. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> you do love show business. I do. You love. It. We you... both just loved show business for an hour and a half. You asking me to say keep it crispy? <laughs> yeah ignited yes. seven-year-old Melissa in yes. a way that was so, so exciting, so thrilling. Thank you for that. Our whole life, we just wanted to be asked, like, will you say the catchphrase? Yes. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I I enjoyed this, this more joy. than one we've done in a long, that, that's oh, not to put down anybody. You. I'm just saying this was an extra special one. Thank, thank you, you for doing that's it. how I feel. All right. Mm, this was Bye, awesome. everybody. Bye. Bye.